Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone, welcome to rotogrinders.com. I'm Stevie TPFL here for the Super Draft lineup building show. I'm joined by my buddy, the guy that I just talked to, what, a couple hours ago, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm just on top of the world, hanging out here with my good friend Steven. He's not generally called, it's Stevie. <laughs> um, I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day. I'm down here in good old San Diego. Got a beach that I can see right now. It's cloudy, which is weird for San Diego. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful day. I'm happy and I'm ready for some Thanksgiving slate tomorrow. Yep, we're going to start with that. Um, you know, before we get into that, everybody on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe over there. Um, appreciate all that. And, you know, you can head on over to Discord. Click Grinders Live over there on Discord and follow along with us. Um, we'll be checking that as we go here and um, talking some football. Also, Grant, I have a question. How do you like your turkey? Um, I like dark meat and smothered like crazy with gravy. Smothered turkey with gravy. All right. I'm all about the deep fried turkey. Like that. That's my thing. Oh, you meant how it's good. I don't really care how it's cooked. As long as it's smothered with gravy. Now, someone in chat talking about no one's playing Kemba and Rubio. Guy didn't listen to the morning grind. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is true. I remember talking basketball. It was like not too long ago. So we're going to jump in here, build, you know, a lineup for the Thursday slates. It doesn't necessarily have to be a cash lineup. We're just going to build a lineup, you know, on things that we're looking at here. And then we'll get into building like a more of a cash build for the main slate and stuff like that. So let's start a quarterback, you know, on a three game slate. It's not, it's not as hard to kind of, you know, figure out what we want to do here. A quarterback, like quarterback is always a position that I like the multipliers. Um, and I think that 
you know, when I'm looking at it, Trubisky is really standing out to me at 1.55x. Um, Grant, I hate playing Mitchell Trubisky, but it's hard not to like him in this spot against Detroit, who is allowing a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks. And, you know, so many, so many good reasons here outside of the fact that he's Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, no, I hate playing Trubisky, but this is just the spot here with a 1.55x multiplier. Everyone else is in the 1 to 1.15 range where it'll really get interesting. And by really get interesting, I mean make you want to vomit is if uh, Driscoll ends up not playing here and we have the little 2x multiplier with David Blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, I did forget to mention we are building lineups over on superdraft.com. Use the promo code grinders. If you haven't checked them out, you get a free $10. Um, if you, if you haven't checked them out, make sure you sign up to the links, um, and use that promo code. So you get the free money. So yeah, like Driscoll, obviously, like, I think it's interesting because, you know, we have one, two, three, four of the quarterbacks here on, you know, where we only have potentially six that are all really low multipliers. So I could see an instance where, like, if Trubisky doesn't go crazy or Driscoll doesn't go crazy, we could see some of these other guys at these low multipliers just kind of pay off. Yeah, um, honestly, the guy I'm really looking at is Josh Allen. Uh, he, I, I, I'm waiting for someone to talk me off of him, but I don't think anyone will be able to. So he's averaging 214 yards passing, I think so far this season, but you look at his games on the road, like look at last one, Miami, 33 points, Cleveland, 25 points. For that, Tennessee, 18 points, obviously tough matchup. New York, 22 points. New York, 17.9 points. Like he hasn't fared badly in a away game pretty much all season long. He's playing in the dome there. We know they love to air the ball out, and there's been so much bad weather in Buffalo, like pretty much every single game he's played, at least will last however long. He's only averaging 150 yards or 180 yards passing over in Buffalo compared to 250 over on the road. So he gets a matchup in a dome with a decent game script. I think Dallas's defense is largely overrated here. He's getting one of the best multipliers on the slate, and I think he get, draws the lowest ownership of these four guys here. I love Josh Allen here, and I don't mind using him over Trubisky in tournaments at all like so many people going towards everyone else. I got to assume he has the lowest ownership of any quarterback on the slate. Yeah. And, you know, you know, Beasley had some targets last game, but really like John Brown, you know, you could pair Allen with Brown and, you know, it feels good. So, um, you know, I don't disagree with you. I like Josh Allen, you know, especially when I'm looking at tournaments, you know, when you're looking at this, like, they're allowing the eighth fewest fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. But when we look at DVOA, they're very middle of the road, um, very middle of the road. They're 18th in, in, in DVOA against the pass and 18th in DVOA against the run. So Josh Allen always has that rushing upside too. Like he can always get that one-yard touchdown run and stuff like that. Or so. that 100-yard touchdown run. That's right. Breaking it from the goal line to the other goal line. Yeah, but sorry, I just want to mention – the reason their DVA, DVOA is so much better than their actual fantasy points allowed, their first three weeks were against the Giants or the Jets, I can't remember, Washington and Miami, and then a, I believe, Teddy Bridgewater, New Orleans team. So they have been a lot worse. They just had that ridiculously easy schedule at the beginning of the season and then have actually had like some tough quarterbacks. But New England, it was terrible weather. Detroit, it was uh, Driscoll, not 
Stafford. And so largely their entire schedule has been pretty much a cakewalk for them against opposing quarterbacks overall. Yeah. And you know me, I'm, you know, I'm much rather to look at like DVOA than I am fantasy points allowed. So middle of the road defense, in my opinion, um, for building this lineup, I'm with you. Let's, let's throw in Allen here. Um, you good with that? Oh, you know, I am let's do it. best uh, running back in the league outside of Lamar Jackson. Let's start running back here. Obviously we have Kamara, we have Elliot on the slate. Um, and, and then it's just a bunch of question marks. Um, you know, how, how are you approaching running backs, you know, when you're, when you're looking at, you know, super draft with their multipliers? Uh, I'm going to be mixing and matching. And I normally throw running backs in my flex. I don't think that's going to be the scenario today. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that uh, you probably can pay up, but realistically I I'm fine with the mid tier dad, go away. Dad, get out of here. Dad, put down the monitor. Get out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Kamara, Elliott are both fine, but I think you get a little bit more upside with, like, for tournaments. Cash, I'm probably going Kamara and Elliott. But with tournaments, I think Singletary is very much in play. Montgomery, I really like his multiplier. Freeman, I really like his multiplier. And Cohen, if you kind of game script it out in a lot of different ways, because everyone's assuming that Chicago's just going to absolutely blow out this team if they're, without Driscoll or without Stafford. But if Cohen, if they somehow have a bad game, which it's Trubitsky. They can absolutely have a bad game and they're throwing it later on the game. Cohen could be a great play here with this 1.55x multiplier. And there's no guarantee that Kamara or Zeke crush. We've seen it multiple times this year where they don't crush. Yeah, so Montgomery's probably my favorite here. 1.55x uh, against a team that's allowing the second most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. That is 20th in DVOA against running backs. Um, they're they're struggling. That offensive line is – or Defensive line is struggling a lot, um, so I I love David Montgomery. I'm going to go ahead and plug him in. He's like I said, he's one of my favorites. But you know, even the other side of that game, I could see Detroit trying to run the ball a bunch. Um, I don't hate you know Scarborough at 1.65, and like should we even remotely make an argument for Pollard here in, in large field tournaments, or is his snaps just so far gone that like we can't do that? Like I guess. You know, Freeman's expected back, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's at Pollard. I don't think I'm going there. Like, maybe I consider it differently, but even if he gets a touchdown, is he going to drastically outscore the likes of Freeman, Montgomery, and Cohen? I don't think so. And there's enough wide receiver plays on the slate where even throwing him in the flex there, probably not going to be worth it. So I, I personally am just, no, probably not going with Pollard here. So, you know, we're looking at this and we're looking at, you know, Montgomery's in the lineup. We talked a little bit about Singletary. We have Allen. You can go Allen, Singletary, and not take Brown, or it is a three-game slate. You can just go full-on Buffalo stack. But um, how do you want to approach our RB2 here? I know you want to mix and match, but give me one to plug into this lineup. Um, I'm probably – let's just go with Kamara here. and then probably one of either Montgomery or Freeman. Yeah, I'm locking in Montgomery. Like I, he's the guy that I, I really like in this spot. So uh, switching it over to wide receiver, you know, honestly, like outside of Michael Thomas, we have some multipliers. Like there's, there's no, you know, there's, there's plenty of ways to gain at wide receiver. Like 
if if Driscoll plays, like Galladay becomes interesting at 1.5x just because of his upside. You know, for this lineup purposes, we're going to go ahead and just plug in John Brown and get that connection. Um, what, what else are we like in here, Grant? Like we have John Brown in this team. We have two more wide receiver spots. We have a ton of multipliers here. Like even Allen Robinson at 1.35. If you're not playing Trubisky, you could be different by just playing a Rob. Yeah, um, I, I like a Rob. I think he's a good play today. The interesting thing is Julio Jones, whether or not he's going to play. It's obviously the late game. But I think that people will largely stay away from Julio just because they're worried about him in the late game. But there's no reason to. If Julio's out, you swap immediately to Ridley or Gage. Or if you already have Ridley, to swap it over to Gage. Like, there's plenty of swaps in the late one, including Michael Thomas. There's so many good swaps in the late game. So I have a lot of interest in Julio Jones at a 1.3x multiplier. Just the potential upside is massive with him in any game. And even if the injury is hurting him a little bit, doesn't really matter with him. We've seen him play through injuries and crush so many times throughout his career. So I like Julio Cooper and Gallup. I don't think Buffalo's allowed a hundred yard receiver all season long, but again, they haven't played too many games on the road so far this year and playing at home again, very tough for opposing passing offenses and the actual passing offenses, of Buffalo bills. So it's more of a running game. It's more of a spot where they're just going to rely on the ground game. But now it's over in Dallas, and we've seen massive, massive upside from both Gallup and from Cooper. So I'm fine with both of them. Outside of them, Ridley, if Jones is out, I already mentioned it, fantastic play. Gage, if Jones is out, is an absolutely fantastic play. Anthony Miller is an interesting one. Can he get 15 points here? I think that he can, which at a near 2x multiplier is potential to pay massive dividends here. So I really like Anthony Miller. I think he's a good spot. I think he's a good play here um, up at the top end of the multiplier. And then Beasley, we already kind of mentioned it, 1.7x multiplier. The guy has had five touchdowns, four touchdowns in the last six games. Has some upside. Hasn't really shown it too much yet. But he's an in red zone threat here. He can get five to six catches and get 70 yards, which at 1.7 is more than enough multiplier on a three-game slate. So I love I love this spot for Anthony Miller. I'm glad that you brought him up. This is a very plus matchup. Um, you know, when we're looking at fantasy points allowed to slot wide receivers, Detroit's one of the highest. So I think Miller is a guy that, um, you know, you have to be looking at here, you know, for tournaments. I'm going to go ahead and plug him in here. Um, 1.95x, like, this has turned quickly into more of a tournament build um, type of lineup, but you know, if they are going to continue to struggle against the slot, like top four most allowed fantasy points, like this is not a bad spot. So, um, you know, outside of that, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said. I don't really have too much more to add. Um, I think Cooper and Gallup is the biggest question in my opinion. Like, you know, what are we going to see here from Buffalo? Are they going to shadow Cooper and Gallup's going to have a big game? Um, is Cooper just going to get open and do do things that way too? So it'd be interesting to see. But if Tredavious White continues to shadow and he shadows Cooper here, I think you have to play Gallup um, or Randall Cobb. So um, we don't have any Dallas exposure here. But um, I think if you're if you're building this team, I think you plug in like Julio Jones at one point three, and if he doesn't play 
you decide whether you want to play Thomas or Ridley. And I think that or Gage or Gage, you know, with it not being a PPR site, you know, the touchdown equity, you know, maybe, maybe you throw like a Hooper or something. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how people approach this, but I'm with you. I really like Julio. Like Superdraft is a site that you have to, that you are able to have late swap and you have to take advantage of it. Late swap in basketball as well. So, um, you know, let us know what you guys think. Like and subscribe over there on YouTube and, you know, leave a comment and let us know what you think on the whole Julio Jones situation heading into Thursday's game. So I'm going to plug Julio in here, Grant. We're going to go to tight end. Um, you know, Austin Hooper is out, right? I, I forgot about that. Um, Hooper tight is not expect- beautiful on this slate to say the least. Yeah. Like Graham is going to be the tight end here. I forgot the Hooper is out. That's my bad. Um, what are you? What are we looking at here? Like, are we playing Logan Thomas just in case he plays some quarterback? <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> I guess it's not the worst idea in the world. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, the tight end is not pretty here. But Logan Thomas, I mean, aside from aside from him playing quarterback, it's still not the worst idea in the world. So there, one point eight five x multiplier. Um, could potentially get a touchdown. I'm, I'm basically looking for guys that have the potential for a touchdown here because the obvious chalk is Cook, but is Cook guaranteed 10 points? Not even remotely. Like, I know he's had been good recently, but, like, is he guaranteed 10 points? No. The problem is that Atlanta is a good matchup for opposing tight ends. They they allow a lot of targets, so Cook's almost guaranteed to get a little bit of work here, and that's what makes it tough, but – Witten, like, I know it's not a full-point PBR site, but Witten can absolutely get five to six targets. Buffalo has shut down opposing wide receivers pretty well. They've also done well versus tight end. I don't have a huge lean in tight end. Honestly, every single tight end from 1.1x to 1.9x, I think you can play. If I had to name my favorite, with Hawkinson coming in here, Chicago funnels targets to opposing tight ends. Like, Hawkinson's destroyed me pretty much all season long after I started chasing in week one. But, like, I got to assume he's going to do something here against Chicago when they can shut down opposing wide receivers. So, Hawkinson's probably my favorite fault by Cook. Cook's number one for cash, but for tournaments, he's probably number two for me. Then it goes to probably Witten, Knox, and then Graham probably. Yeah, the thing about Graham is, like, he ran 33 routes um, last week and only had two targets. So it's tough to trust any type of production there. But he did play 70% of the snaps. Stalker played 42% of the snaps, too. Like, and he had the same amount of – or one less target or – yeah, one less target. So it's just tough to trust that situation. I I think right now um, I I lean Jared Cook and just taking the chalk. But, like, man, Buffalo's tough because Buffalo is allowing the least – fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. So Buffalo is tough and like Witten might be an interesting fade on this slate, but tight end is just so ugly that like, you know, Graham is a guy that I'd throw into some builds. I like Hawkinson assuming that he plays, but I like it more if Driscoll plays like, you know, the whole Detroit situation is just, we're waiting and seeing and taking a wait and see approach on that whole thing. So I'm going to throw Jared Cook in there. I feel like we have Miller in here. Like, we've already been – we're already different. And we're not – we're different at quarterback, too. Like, there's just – we're so different in this in this build anyway that we, we can play Jared Cook, and I'm perfectly fine with it. 
Yeah. All right. Um, yes. So make sure you're um, you're loading up on your your gravy turkey and enjoying some football with family and friends. Let's move on. To- How much gravy is too much gravy? How much gravy is is there a th- such thing as too much gravy? I think if you're drinking it straight from the gravy boat, maybe that's a maybe. But no, oh man, gravy's delicious. Now, do you only do turkey? Or do you do other stuff as well? We used to go ham. Um, now I think we're just strictly turkey. One thing we always have for every Thanksgiving is mac and cheese. It's generally craft mac and cheese. Always spiral is the only shape you should be going with. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, mashed potatoes, turkey, mac and cheese, and stuffing. Pretty much all we need. All right. My wife is going to come to your Thanksgiving. She's going to forget about ours and just go to yours, so... I mean, we're um, at opposite end of the country, so I'll yeah. make sure the mac and cheese is very good. Yeah, Thanksgiving on the beach with mac and cheese, gravy, and turkey. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to buy our plane ticket when we get done. So, <laughs> um, you know, we have another NFL free roll this week on Yahoo. Um, as I'm pulling up the main slate here, just want to let you guys know the premium features in lineup HQ for Yahoo will be free this weekend, Friday through Sunday. Um, we're also going to be having lineup HQ express on the RG app free for Thanksgiving day through the weekend slate. And we'll have a video coming soon that will explain the multi-build function and other features. Be sure to let viewers know, um, you know, be sure to let everybody know that, um, if you're building lineups and everything, you, you can use Ron on. Burgundy yourself. I did. Um, <laughs> you, you can, um, you can do it on lineup HQ express. Um, I totally blame our producer for putting it at the end of the promo, um, instead of putting it at the beginning of the promo, but I was going to just roll with it. And Grant had to point it out. Um, so <laughs> I'm always gonna, point out mistakes. Or you'll never learn from this, Stevie. I'm telling you now, like I'm going to, I'm going to fly out there too. And we're going to drink some more fireball together. So. Oh, I'm on the White Claw train now, but I still will do some fun. You drink White Claws? Like, you just admitted the worst thing ever. Like, you realize that I'm going to make so much fun of you on every podcast for the rest of the year because you drink drink. White Claws. Um, We've totally gotten off track. I blame Devin. I wonder if Fireball goes good in White Claws. Fire Claws. That sounds disgusting. I would never mix. Is it Fire Claws or White Balls? (laughs) White Balls. (laughs) All right. I want to make me some white balls. Oh, gosh, let's get going. (laughs) And your dad was in the room a little while ago, and you're asking about white balls? Like, man, oh, man. Um, Oh, I think he's got Quarterback on the main slate. Let's um, let's get started here. Looking at these guys that are 1 to 1.3x, is there anybody that's standing out to you in this range that, you know, that you'd play outside of maybe like uh, Patrick Mahomes against Oakland? Uh, I mean – yeah, Mahomes always got massive upside. Like people will probably shy away from him, but pairing him up with his wide receivers, if he does go off, then he could absolutely still crush and win you a tournament. The guys that are interesting in this lane range are Kyler Murray and Jared Goff. I'm not really big on this Rams defense. And Kyler Murray is still a guy that has upside. And Jared Goff, like, he's been horrible at times, but you look at the times he's been horrible. And over the last, what, six matchups? So 6.3 against Baltimore, 6.2 against Chicago, 6.7 against Pittsburgh. Those are not easy games. Cincinnati, Atlanta, 25 points. San Francisco, two points. Seattle, Tampa Bay, 
20 and 26. He's done well in good matchups. Like he's done fairly well in good matchups. And he ends up passing the ball a lot because they can actually get stuff going because they're going against terrible secondaries. He's going up against Arizona. And Arizona, as we know, is not very good on the defensive end. And they run a bunch of plays quickly. So that Rams will likely be running a whole lot of plays. This is going to be similar to the Tampa Bay game. I think Goff puts up a massive game here. And potentially using him at 1.3x is a great way to go. Yeah, I usually like Goff more at home. But with the fact that he's going to be playing at such a high pace here and this team's allowing the most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, and the fact that he's only at 1.3, like, there's a lot of good arguments that you can make here for Jared Goff, even on the road, but it's in Arizona. It's not like it's flying cross country and playing in Miami, or I guess that's not the best example, but um, you know, I think that you can, obviously, I think you can look at him. Um, I, I don't mind Murray. Patrick Mahomes is really interesting here. Like I love the multipliers at quarterbacks and everything, but Patrick Mahomes against Oakland, he could throw for four or five touchdowns in this game. So Maybe it's getting the pieces around Pat, Patty Mahomes here. Um, but, you know, Jared Goff, I love that call. Let's scroll down a little bit. Um, you know, just kind of looking at this next tier of multipliers. I think, you know, a guy that we have to consider here is Nick Foles um, going up against Tampa. Tampa, a funnel defense. They've been playing a lot better. Like, this defense has been playing a lot better. So, maybe not the best spot. Um, you know, we're going to have to see if Carson Wentz is going to play or not because he gets the dolphins and just you're, if you're facing the dolphins, you're automatically like on the list um, for fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the interesting part. He is facing the dolphins and like, we don't know who he's going to be throwing to, which in a normal circumstance means, all right, you might want to stay away from that. This is not a normal circumstance. This is the dolphins. They can easily get destroyed by any quarterback with any offensive weapons, literally any offensive weapons. So Wentz, I think, is one of the most interesting ones there, a 1.45x multiplier. Nick Foles going up against Tampa. Oh, my gosh. And they don't even have to travel too much. They, they can get in a bus and go over to Jacksonville, I assume. I don't know Florida geography too well, but, I mean, no, I guess, no, it's in Jacksonville. It's in Florida. Tampa Bay is going to be going over there. Uh, but Nick Foles, like we've seen him put up a massive amount of throws every single week. Granted, they've been coming from behind each game, but he can put up big numbers and now he gets just a funnel defense where they're not going to be wanting to run for net a whole lot. So Foles could potentially throw the ball 45 times in this game here and can put up an absolutely massive game. Um, other interesting spots. I mean, Fitzpatrick going up against that bad Philly secondary, I'll keep playing him and it'll keep destroying me. Derek Carr at 1.55x going up against Kansas City. Obviously, the game script goes that way. And then Hodges going up against Cleveland, 1.6x multiplier. Even without Juju, like his play is going to be kind of concentrated on other guys and maybe a dink and offense, but still 1.6x multiplier. All he needs is a few tuds and he ends up crushing. Yeah. Um, like, Let's just be honest. Hodges has looked a little, a lot better than um, Mason Rudolph. So, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. But plus, he's better at avoiding getting hit with helmets. <laughs> oh man, is it too soon for that joke? Like, is that? I mean, he came out of soon? it fine. Well, like, did you see what was happening in the Cleveland <laughs> tailgate? <laughs> no. 
Uh, yeah, look it up after the show. It is classic Cleveland. <laughs> so what about um, fiery redhead and Andy Dalton? Like, should we consider him at all here going up against the Jets? Um, like, he's playing with something to prove at this point, right? Like, or he's just like not going to care and just be like, I've he's made not my playing money. For something to prove he's playing for a new contract and a new place. I don't think he wants to retire. I mean, although I guess well, we that's saw something kind of... to prove technically, right? Like does, if he wants yeah. to play somewhere else, like technically he's playing to prove that he still got it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't hate it. I mean, it's a big enough multiplier and I haven't looked at his wide receivers as much as I probably should have. Let me check out their multiplier. But Boyd's sitting there, 1.6x multiplier. We saw what he was doing in that offense. Tate's sitting there, 1.95x multiplier. Like, I don't have interest in him just based off of raw points. Like, I don't think he's in cash gameplay. Um, but in tournaments, like, just because of the way you compare it, if he goes for a 25-point game, which will get him up to close to 40, uh, then his wide receivers are going to go for – 25 30 points each with their multipliers there so i think in tournaments absolutely he's in play we'll be we'll be coming back to this whole since um game stack type build for when we do a tournament build here but back to cash games um are we kind of ingredients on just playing jared golf here going into arizona and cash <laughs> i hate to say it but yes yes we are yeah, well, you have to take advantage of the multipliers. Like, you have to take advantage of that one point. It's still like, Jared. It's still Goff. Every time I do it, I just vomit a little bit. But it's the right move. I honestly, I, I really do think that if Carson Wentz is good to go, you can consider him in cash games at one point four five against Miami. Like, he's going to throw two touchdowns at least against Miami. They, they're terrible. So, um, you can consider him. We're gonna early early week. It's Wednesday. You know, obviously a lot can change since to Sunday, but um, we're gonna we're gonna put Jared Goff in here. Um, the running back situation, Grant, is so interesting. It's like it's they're they're telling us like Christian McCaffrey is way up here and everybody else is way below him. Um, what do you want to do at running back in this one to one point five range? Well, Christian McCaffrey is way up here, and everyone else is <laughs> way below him. Um, it's 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 true and i like i don't disagree it's just like it's, it was interesting to see how they had the multipliers set up yeah i know i mean you just lock in 30 points with McCaffrey. it's not like like henry's in a decent spot there but he doesn't get a whole lot of receiving game work barkley who knows what's happening with him it's infuriating but it is what it is and he's 1.4x i think he's in play like nick chubb not an easy matchup for net not an easy matchup but should get some receiving work out of the backfield like, no one's really in that great of a spot. So McCaffrey is still very much in play. I might throw him in in cash. And then the second best guy going up against Cincinnati, you hate to say it, but Le'Veon Bell, 1.5x multiplier, huge upside. Like, I don't want to do it, but I'm probably going to do it. And he might be the best play on the slate for cash. <laughs> you know talking about like how how we're looking at jared goff and like how like <laughs> we don't want to play him and we go from jared goff to like and lev, lev bell who has just been an absolute letdown and like you know there's there's so many good plays in this 1.5 range you know you know josh jacobs is a guy that's really interesting here kansas city's been absolutely terrible against the run all season um and you know, he's at 1.55x. Um, Jacksonville has been terrible. And, like, we, we, you know, we could talk about, you know, Ronald Jones at 1.7x. Um, 
you know, there's, there's just a lot of different ways to approach running back here, but I'm with you. Let's, let's plug love bell in here for now. Um, let's continue to scroll down a little bit. Grant though, there's tons of ways to go. You know, I mentioned Ronald Jones, um, Williams for Indy had a really high workload Pittsburgh situation. Um, you know, tournament wise Eckler's always kind of interesting. Um, what else do you like here in this uh, running back? Uh, the Phil Lindsay going up against the Chadges, uh, 20th ranked in uh, opposing run, points given up to opposing running backs here. Lindsay is a guy that isn't quite the bell cow in that offense. Hasn't done great in recent weeks, but he's still gotten 10 or 13, 15 to 18 touches. Like he's probably going to get that again. The game script hasn't been great for him, and it may be the same this week, but still 1.8x multiplier. That's massive there. and He can get a touchdown. He can get two touchdowns. He can get three touchdowns. The Chargers tend to keep games close for no apparent reason. It's infuriating, but absolutely a good play. For Nett, if you're, you can pair him with Foles um, just because the massive amount of dump-offs they give to him and the massive amount of dump-offs that Tampa Bay allows. It wouldn't surprise me if he got 10 receptions in this game like absolutely can happen outside of them miles sanders if howard is out is interesting going up against miami 1.75 x multiplier like him drake seems like the bell cow in this offense now that's a high-paced offense going up against the rams and probably a high scoring game so i think that he's in play um outside of them not really a whole lot that i'm looking at yeah like even the tampa situation like peyton barber got involved um you know, last week and like that whole situation is kind of murky too, but you know, for cash games, like I, I like the, man, I almost consider playing Philip Lindsay in cash at 1.8, but I think that I have a tough time not playing like an Aaron Jones in cash or like a Barkley in cash just because of their multipliers. Um, you know, at, at, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go here for tournaments. Um, don't get me wrong, but in cash games, like, is there a reason not to play like Aaron Jones or Barkley here at 1.4x? No. And like, there's an argument to be made for playing McCaffrey in cash and just taking the raw points. Oh, yeah. It's a guaranteed 30 points. I think Cardi might say different, but who cares? It's going up against Washington. Uh, we want Jones or do we want Barkley? Uh, Love Bell. <laughs> Uh, no, let's go. Let's go with Barkley. I, like outside this bad stretch, he's been good his entire career. And yeah, he's been playing over ninety percent of the snaps. Green Bay allows the third most fantasy points to running backs. They're twenty eighth in DVOA. Like it's a really good matchup for Barkley, and his multiplier is a little too high. Yeah. Plus, have you seen the size of his quads? Have you seen him work out pregame? So we got Lev Bell, we got Barkley. Let's go over to wide receiver. Um, anything like instantly standing out to you at wide receiver? Um, instantly, no. Uh, potentially Christian Kirk sitting there at 1.55x. Brandon Cooks sitting there at 2x. Alshon Jeffrey, if he plays versus Miami, sitting there at 1.75x. Those would be the guys that probably stand out the most at the beginning. And then Obviously, the Andy Dalton situation going up against a pass funnel with Boyd and Tate sitting there at high multipliers. Those are what immediately stand out to me. Um, but 
outside of that, I don't think there's anything that I immediately want to throw in my lineup. I mean, sitting at the bottom, Godwin and Evans, both of them can go off for a massive game. Don't mind either of them. Devontae Adams at 1.3x multiplier is interesting just because of the sheer volume of targets that he gets each and every week going up against a bad Giants team, and people largely overlook him because of him being injured for the majority of the season. But we just look at him and what he's done over pretty much the entirety of the last year and a half. Last four games, 12 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets, 15 targets. He has the touchdown upside, which he only has one touchdown on the season. You cannot expect that to continue there. His multiplier, he has a legit 30-point upside before the multiplier, so 40-point upside. And then DJ Chark going up against the worst pass defense in the league, him at 1.4, and Cooper Cup, if we want to pair him with Goff at 1.35, immediately stand off the page. Yeah, and, like, you don't necessarily have to pair in cash games, but, like, even Cooks, like, but Cup, like, 1.35 is just – it's – it's a really high multiplier for a guy that, you know, is going to be in the slot avoiding, you know, Patrick Peterson. Um, so I don't like, I don't mind that. Like the guy, like, you know, I was asking you about like the guy that stands out, the guy that stands out to me, I think the most is Sammy Watkins at 1.7 X here going up against Oakland. Um, like I love Sammy Watkins here. I think you can play him in all formats. I know that Tyree kill is uh, the only guy that has a one X multiplier, but, they didn't really throw the ball a ton last week, but like you just look at this and you look at the snaps and everything. Sammy Watkins, there's no reason to not have interest in him in this spot. Yeah. I mean, the reason not to have interest is because he's destroyed me after chasing week one, well, like Hawkinson, but multipliers high enough and he can absolutely go off for a big game. I, I like that call there. I think you're probably right about him. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's. <laughs> But there's also like a lot of guys in that same range. Chris Conley's getting a large volume of work here. Uh, nine targets, eight targets, seven targets, seven targets, seven targets in his yep. last five. Like he's in there at 1.7x multiplier. Westbrook getting a decent amount of work. Got nine targets last week, eight receptions, six the week before. He's a guy that can absolutely be in for a big game. And then Samuel, if he ends up playing, Jeffrey, if he ends up playing. Like, there are other guys in this range that might keep me off of them. But, yeah, just looking at Sammy Watkins absolutely stands out as a good play. Yeah, and, like, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, like you said, um, he's expected to come back. <laughs> but, you know, just because he's on track doesn't mean he's going to play. You're going to have to pay attention to that. Um, but if he were to play at 1.75, you know, I, I think he would be another guy you just, you know, you have to be looking at here. So, um, is there any other like maybe like tournament plays in this range that you have interest in? I, I guess like we're waiting to see what happens with like um Juju, uh, if he's gonna play or not. Mike Williams, 1.8x tough matchup going up against Denver, hasn't done a whole lot recently, but was getting large volumes of targets at certain times this year. Philip Rivers, everyone assumes it's dust, but uh, Mike Williams still doesn't have a touchdown this season. And the guy is realistically a massive red zone threat. So he's a guy that I think has some tournament upside here. Outside of him, I already mentioned Tate, 1.95x multiplier. Big upside. Big upside there. 
Yeah, and you know, we we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick and all that stuff, but like Alan Hearns, another guy, one point nine five. You know how much I like Alan Hearns, so he's Even running Devontae Parker. Yeah, like he, he's running a ton of routes too, and you know we talked about the Cincinnati situation. Let's finish out these wide receivers for um, cash games, though. We have Cooper Cup in here. Um, give me another guy, and you know I'll throw another guy in there. Devontae Adams. All right. I like that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the multiplier guy here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say like Tyrell Williams um, at 1.65 for cash going up against Kansas City. Um, I feel like they're gonna be throwing the ball a ton in that game. You know, might not be the safest cash play, but he's still the guy that has the market share and targets outside of Waller. So uh, we need a tight end. Grant um, one to one point five are all the good tight ends. <laughs> like yeah. you know all, all the all the sexy tight ends are the guys that don't have any multipliers yeah um like honestly kittle at 1.2 still don't mind that still massive upside still can go for a huge game here just put up 23 he can put up a 30 burger on you hunter henry going up against denver large volume of targets big touchdown equity been a fantastic tight end since he came back my favorite though is probably darren waller going up against chiefs they force a lot of dump offs to tight ends. And so Waller, I think, could potentially be in for 10, 12 targets in this matchup here. They're probably going to be forced to throw later to try and keep pace with Kansas City. Waller's got a 1.35x multiplier. He's probably the guy that I like the most at tight end. But if you wanna if you wanna stay in this range, I'd go him, Kittle, Kelsey, or Henry. Yeah, um, like if, we're, if you're not playing Tyrell Williams, I, I do think you can look at Waller. Um, kind of scrolling down here, like Griffin is kind of interesting. He, he keeps scoring touchdowns, it seems like, every week, and the matchup is really juicy here up against Cincinnati. I know that we have Lev Bell already, and the targets aren't like secure whatsoever for Ryan Griffin, but touchdowns are touchdowns. And the other guy that is interesting, if, if you're not going like a Cooper Cup, like, Everett up against Arizona. Like, it's tight ends against Arizona, you know? Like, let's just not – let's not feel like or, or think that, like, this isn't just a thing. Like, you can play any any tight end against this Arizona defense at this point. So, if Everett plays and he's good to go, like, he's super interesting. But if he doesn't play, Higby becomes a really good play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Higby is a, quite the receiving tight end, but 1.9x multiplier. You've got six it's targets Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Arizona. It's Arizona, guys. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. And then also, uh, if a whole bunch of uh, my or Philly guys are out, Goddard, they'll be running two tight end sets. Goddard's a 1.65x multiplier. Like him quite a bit. Noah Fant has been doing a decent amount in this offense recently. He's been getting a lot of targets in recent weeks, 10 and 5 in the last two weeks. I think that he could be in for a decent game here. Outside of that, like I'm probably just staying in the lower multiplier range because I don't see a massive amount of upside here. Yeah, like Gasecki is a guy that could potentially score a touchdown against Philly. I don't hate that. But, yeah, like, you know, it would be interesting to see how these high multiplier tight ends do because, like, a two-touchdown day from any of these high multiplier tight ends, you're going to be in trouble. But I'm going to take Tyrell Williams out of the last wide receiver spot and go and play Waller here in cash. Um, I kind of like that more than I like Williams. So 
we well, we're going to leave a wide receiver and the flex open. We talked about a ton of wide receivers as we were going, and you know the flex. I always prefer running back in cash games. Grant, we're going to build a tournament team here. Um, if anybody in chat wants us to build a game stack, we should have enough time after we get done with this one. Uh, but we're going to we're going to build the old famous Jets Cincinnati game stack here, Grant. Like <laughs> exactly what everyone wants. Like. Man, if this game does anything offensively with these multipliers, like you can crush here and like stop me if you want anything different. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dalton. I'm gonna go Bell. I'm gonna go Boyd, and I'm gonna go Robbie Anderson. I'm gonna throw Tate in there too. But honestly, yeah, like you can go Tate. You can go DT. You can go anyone here. I mean, DT hasn't really been great this season, but. Dude's still getting targets outside of last week. Had some upside. Take, uh, I was just going to say, you could take Anderson out and you can play Griffin at tight end and hope he scores the touchdown. Like, there's so many ways that you can approach this game stack. If there's five or six touchdowns in this game, like, you could crush uh, with these multipliers. Last three games, Jets have yet to score less than 34 points. They've also yet to score over 34 points. So now we know, based on the sample size, big enough for Derek Hardy here, they are going to th- score exactly 34 points in this game. It's just math. Yeah. And it's not like like he, Sam Darnold threw for 293 yards against Washington and four touchdowns, and they threw 315 and two touchdowns against Oakland last week. Like, it's not like Cincinnati's defense is good. Like, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, Andy Dalton hasn't played in a few weeks, but, you know, he, he's – He's got something to prove if he wants to, you know, be an NFL quarterback next season. Yeah. Yeah, there's plenty of teams that need quarterbacks right now. So maybe no team needs quarterbacks. No team. Quarterback's the easiest position to fill. Were you were you a quarterback, Grant? No, I was what you called a cheerleader. I don't think that was true. I was actually a mascot. You were a mascot? I was a semi pro mascot. Yeah, come on, son. Semi pro, you should put that in your bio. A semi pro, former, former semi pro mascot. Yeah, we won the championship that year. Could have gotten a ring. Forgot to follow up on that. Were Bad you like the Oregon Duck? Did you do push ups? Um, no, I, I couldn't do push ups. And tried the throwing the ball behind the back um, to make a basket. Didn't work. Just mostly hung out with the cheerleaders. So it was more of just um, extra gravy and no, no, um, no push-ups. Yeah, yeah, gravy weighs you down. All right, is there a game stack you want to build here? Um, we didn't get any input from the chat on the game stack that they would like us to build. So is there any? Is there any ones that like you're looking at here? Maybe the Chiefs in Oakland. Um, we always tend to build the highest total, and that one's sitting at fifty-one and a half. I mean. We could do potentially Philly Miami. Oh, I'm down for that. Like I'm all about playing, you know, some Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh yeah. That greatest QB of all time. Why wouldn't you play him? No, it's it's all in the magic. Um any of these running backs, like you don't play a running back from Miami. Is there any of these Philly running backs that you might play? Sanders, if this is assuming Howard is out. If if Howard's out, then Sanders is not a bad play. 1.75x going up against Miami. He's probably going to be running the ball a lot. I don't know if I pr- would want to go with Ajayi, but I don't hate it. 
It's not the worst idea in the world. I know he didn't do a whole lot in this last game, but the game script really didn't call for it. Now he's going up against Miami. They could potentially give him an even workload with Sanders. Sanders is going to draw significantly more ownership. There's a good matchup, and Ajayi can absolutely snake some touchdowns here. All right, well, let's go with Sanders. We got Fitzpatrick, Sanders. I'm going to throw in Alan Hearns here. Um, love the 1.95. And you don't have to go full game stack here. Maybe run it back with Alshon Jeffrey if he plays at 1.75. And, you know, you're off to the races here. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey and Goddard at 1.65x multiplier taking up that tight end spot. It's not the worst idea in the world. Yeah. Is there any, like, um, large field running backs that, like, you'd throw into a lineup like this? Large field running backs. I mean, you already mentioned uh, what's his nuts, Ronald Jones, um, sitting there in a pretty high multiplier. Not a bad idea there. We all know that Jacksonville is a much worse run defense. They've been getting blown out quite a bit re- recently. So Ronald Jones could see one, two touchdowns in this matchup, 20 carries, a few targets. He's been involved in the passing game recently, even in some tough matchups. Yeah, like – I, I just I have a feeling Ronald Jones could have a big game here, so I don't hate that. Um, we talked about a lot of wide receivers too. Like I, you throw Boyd in there. I'm going to throw Chris Conley. I'm going to I'm going to run back the Ronald Jones with Chris Conley here. Um, get a little like secondary correlation with our main correlation here. I like it. Well, duh. Like you know, bearded brothers have to stick together. Like. Um, any, any, anything else before we get out of here? Like, I feel like we covered a bunch here. Like, obviously we got the the Thursday slates. We talked about the Yahoo promo. Um, Grant pointed out that I messed it up and that's fine. And, um, yeah, we, we talked about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, if you guys are over on YouTube, like I said, make sure you like subscribe to the YouTube page over there at Roto Grinders and, um, Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. And, um, you know, tell us, tell us, gravy or no gravy on the turkey? No. If you say in team no gravy, then you're probably going to lose money in DFS because that's not a smart move. All right. Well, don't Dean be like Dean, for... guys. <laughs> Dean, there's no way Dean likes gravy. Yeah. The, the, the weirdest thing is all his food takes, he acts like, oh, yeah, this is well known. This is, people don't like ketchup. People, people don't like yellow cheese. No, Dean, that's just you. You can tune in to Dean and the guys over here uh, for the flagship show for basketball. He is Genifro7. I'm Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.